Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Charlie Burris. Uh, in today for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We're Nashville's on-demand sports network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, on YouTube, also on Twitch, and hopefully soon we'll be back live on Twitter if Twitter support is uh, anything less or anything more than worthless, we will hopefully get back on uh, Twitter live here soon with our A to Z Nashville account. But uh, also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok as well. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show uh, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area. Simply go to renterswarehouse.com. Uh, man, do the Pulse of Fitness where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Go check them out in Lebanon. Have them a part of your car buying process and see what they have to offer you. And the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So I, I already know that we're going to get a lot of who is this in the comment section uh, this morning. But glad to have Charlie Burris. Uh, in with me this morning, pinch hitting for Zach. Zach's still not feeling uh, that well. Uh, we're getting some where's Luke's. Uh, Luke will be with me on Sunday, potentially, for the Titans game day show if Zach is still unable to go uh, with him not feeling too hot. But we are here today uh, with Charlie to talk about a couple different things because, look, the whole show was going to be a Vols show. And I know some of you guys don't want to hear Vols stuff, but uh, the, the Ravens lay a complete egg against the Dolphins last night. And so, of course, we've got to hit on what the Titans' chances are to really get that one seed in the AFC playoff race. And it changes dramatically because, Charlie, I don't know if you if you caught this earlier in the week, but Zach and I had a conversation on who is the biggest threat to the Titans in the AFC for that number one seed. And before Thursday night, I said it's the Ravens just because they were a half game back. They have Lamar Jackson who can win everything by himself if he needs to, but they were terrible last night with turnovers and only putting up 10 points. Lamar Jackson only ran for like 39 yards. He threw the ball 40 plus times. And so now I, I honestly don't know who the biggest threat is to the Titans for that one seed because we just watched the Bills lose to the Jags on Sunday. I, it had looked like previously that Lamar was just kind of a one-man show dragging this team behind him. And last night was just the ultimate confirmation of that. I mean, the Dolphins by 12? You're going to lose to the Dolphins by double digits? What are you especially, doing? Especially when they had two quarterbacks. Like, Brissett yeah. got hurt, and Tua came back in after not playing for a month and put up numbers. Horrific. Uh, so, I, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say because as we've already talked about being the, the most cynical Titans fan that I can be, I don't want to go like the AFC is the Titans to lose, but we got to be realistic. The AFC is the Titans to lose right now. I mean, they are, they are out in front and I, I can't believe it. I mean, there, there are obviously teams uh, right there behind them. They got to keep winning, but man, I, I don't know. I, I thought the Titans would be good, but I don't know if you told me, Derrick Henry will be out. Julio Jones has nagging, constant nagging injuries. Oh, yeah. And the Titans are in first place in the AFC and have a pretty good chance to get a bye by playoffs. So it's crazy. I, I'm not even sure what I think about it. 
Yeah, and so let, let's go ahead. Uh, you know, we'll update the uh, New York Times playoff calculator. As much as Zach hates numbers and websites and like that do this type of stuff, it is interesting. So after the Titans beat the Rams on Sunday Night Football, and after the Steelers won on Monday Night Football, the Titans had a whopping fifty-two percent chance to host. Uh, or to have that bye week in the AFC playoffs. A 52% chance to have the bye week after last week's results. Now, if you just enter in a Dolphins win over the Ravens on Thursday night football, the Titans bye week chances bumps up to 55%. Now, if the Titans just beat the Saints with Trevor Simeon, Alvin Kamara, who has missed two days of practice, uh, all days of practice this week, and might legitimately not play in Nashville against the Titans. If the Titans just beat the Saints, it goes from 55%, Charlie, to 65%. Skyrocketing a 65% chance to get the bye week if the Titans just beat the Saints on Sunday. You know what I hear when I hear you say that is that there is a 35% chance that they won't (laughs) that's I mean that that's the thing with all this is when you look at the entire situation are are, you know the Titans defense I mean it's playing like the best defense in the league right now I cannot believe I'm saying this after last year um and so all all credit to them but I mean the the offense right now it's just hard for me to imagine even with that with you know the schedule that they have being as quote-unquote easy as it is I mean you just look at the season anybody can lose to anybody if the Jags are going to beat the Bills if the Dolphins are going to beat the Ravens like it's just I I can't help but be that guy that looks and goes but what if we blow it 65 percent I mean that's crazy I I don't uh Again, I don't know that I ever would have expected that before the season, but uh, the the way that this season has panned out so far, where just anybody can win in any given week, it it gives me pause. I think about that thirty five percent almost more than I think about the sixty five. Well, and if the Titans do lose the Saints, it goes down to a forty five percent chance uh, to to get a buy. So look, it, it's a big swing. This is a big game, and and really, I I talked about this. Uh, earlier in the week that like it doesn't this game doesn't matter that much because it is an NFC opponent that the Titans are not going to win out that's not how the NFL works they're not going to finish 15 and 2 after a 7 and 2 start and go on a 14 game win streak like that's just literally not how it works in the NFL and so they're going to lose a game and if you're going to lose a game you might as well lose uh, to a Jets team that has no playoff implications so that doesn't affect any tiebreakers and lose to an NFC opponent so you know, and that's interesting, but I, I do feel like the Titans uh, should beat the Saints, right? That they really should because the Saints are struggling. They just got beat by the really lowly Falcons last week. And so let's go ahead and get to this question here, Charlie. What's your confidence level in the Titans beating the Saints on Sunday? What is your confidence level in the Titans beating the Saints on Sunday? And we always do this one through ten for your confidence level. We'll get to your comments here in a second. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five or more hours in the weight room. How is that even possible? It's because of full-body electronic muscle stimulation, where you're putting zero impact on your joints. You're not worried 
about those old injuries or current injuries. You can really put all of it on your muscle to build strength and muscle mass. Also target that hard to burn body fat. Sounds perfect, right? Nandu can help you achieve your fitness goals. Again, a 15 minute workout equals five or more hours in the weight room. Simply go to mandu.com or, and if you tell them A to Z sports sent you, they'll take a hundred bucks off the first month when you sign up, but your first workout is always free at mandu.com. Also make sure you go over and download right now. We, I mean, we know you're listening to this on, on your phone, procrastinating at work. It's a Friday. You don't want to be working. I know you're, you're looking at your phone. So go right now and download the bet MGM app. It's the king of sports books. You can use code a T O Z sports. When you sign up uh, and after that first deposit, you get, your first bet is risk-free up to 1000 bucks. Again, risk-free up to $1,000 with code A-T-O-Z sports. Uh, and so go over, download BetMGM right now. Again, I, I know you're holding your phone. Go download it. <laughs> Absolutely. Charlie Burris is in for Zach Bingham today. Zach's still feeling under the weather. Uh, but the question we're asking you guys right now is what uh, what is your confidence level in the Titans beating the Saints on Sunday Jameis Winston out for the year, uh, and you've got uh, Trevor Simeon as the quarterback. Alex starts us off with a low four, which I was not expecting. I was expecting more uh, like Derek at an 8.5, Ramon at 8.6, Corey with an 8, Aaron with an 8.8, Scott's a little lower at a 6, Nicholas is at a 7, Speed Racer on YouTube is at an 8, Julian just goes flat out 10, Uh, Terry on Facebook with an 8, Dean with a 7, Carlos 8, Steven with a 5, uh, Caleb nine, seven out of 10. The O-line play is his only is Brock's only concern there, uh, which is a big concern. Mitchell says seven, Frank 7.5 and Rooney with an eight. So Charlie, I'll let you start. Uh, you're a big Titans fan. You also have seen Alvin Kamara a lot and Marquez Callaway, another former ball, uh, who's doing nice things with the saints, but the saints they're depleted at wide receiver. Alvin Kamara might be out. Now the Titans have a long injury list as well. And we'll talk about Julio Jones and his, uh, recent uh, hamstring update uh, a little bit later, but what's your confidence level in the Titans winning this game one through 10? I think I got to go around a six. I mean, obviously if, if you have all your offensive weapons, I'm at like an eight, but this just feels like Rabel has kind of made a, a habit in his career of two things. Something horrific will happen. And then we have a miracle game. You lose Derrick Henry and you go and beat the what people thought was the best team in the NFL in the Rams right. on the road on Sunday night football. Uh, you know, last year against the Bills after everybody got COVID. You know, <laughs> he he just he makes that's become a thing with him. He's also made it a thing where you come to a game on the schedule where you go, of course. Of course they're going to win. The, the Saints have Trevor Simeon. Trevor, if I'm remembering correctly, Trevor Simeon like couldn't even be the backup for the Titans. No, he's a part of <laughs> Logan Woodside's kill list. Yeah. yeah. So woof. And, you know, of course you're going to beat the Saints. And then, you know, they just come out and lay a giant egg. It, it scares me that you don't have Julio. They can just hone in uh, on, on AJ. And I mean, you've gotten good production out of some some other guys, Westbrook Aquina. You know, they they can make catches, um, but just on on the whole, I would be lying if I said that I was just gung ho. Absolutely, this is going to be uh, a win. I I would say of Mike Vrabel, like go prove that this isn't a thing that you do. Like, please right. go 
go show that you don't play down to competition and always just play up when you, you know, when you're uh, facing a good team. That's what I want to see. And so I, I got to go six. Has cautious, but I mean, for me, for anybody that knows, I don't know how many people watching have watched me at length. I know a lot of people who watch A to Z do also listen to our show. Um, but you know that like a six is like, I'm having a good day. I've had my <laughs> coffee. That's that's positive for me. So, so you're I'll, so you're you're on a scale, like right, like so you're on a you're on a curve, the, the Charlie exactly. curve <laughs> of, of the grading, right? So like a six for Charlie is more like an eight for other people. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, a two point curve for Charlie. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Titans Rossi says the parody across the AFC is this season is crazy. Never seen so many upsets in the NFL on a regular basis, and that's the crazy thing is that. The Titans defense is playing out of their minds right now. The Saints defense is a top five-ish defense in the NFL. It's really good against the run. They do give up a lot of pass yards, but they also don't give up a lot of points. If this game was in New Orleans, in whatever that dome is currently labeled and called, uh, whatever that dome's called, I would be more towards that six. Because the Titans are a better team than the Rams, uh, than the Saints. But if it was in New Orleans on that turf in that atmosphere, I don't know. The Bucs just lost two weeks ago to Trevor Simeon coming in after Jameis got hurt. But I think it's it's in Nashville that puts me up to a 7.5. I'm still giving enough gap there for something weird to happen. Because let's be honest, Kevin Byard made an incredible play. And so did Jeffrey Simmons and David Long to create that 14 to three lead. But how sustainable is forcing turnovers like that? The Titans have forced 11 turnovers in this five game win streak, which is nuts. That's crazy. But can they do it again against the saints? And can they do it where it completely ends the game? Because that's what happened with those turnovers is that they were so catastrophic to the Rams that it just basically, and it fed the Titans' motivation and energy, that it just basically ended the game, especially if the Titans went up 21-3. to And so does that, I see what you're saying, where something like that could totally happen to the Titans. Like, Ryan Tannehill could throw a pick six to the Saints' defense. That's really good because, uh, you know, Cam Jordan gets a pressure on Tannehill and impacts the play, and that could happen. But again, I'm at a 7.5 because the Titans are a better team than the Saints. And it's all about the quarterback. And I still, I, I feel like, I really feel like this defensive line can get after Trevor Simeon and make him so uncomfortable that they can still force some turnovers. Or at least they're not going to, the Saints can't be explosive with Trevor Simeon. Yeah, that's just hard, hard to imagine that they could really turn it on with this guy at, at QB. And so I, I'm certainly with you on that. It just, it feels like a setup, I guess. And, it, you know, we preface everything. I'm, I'm as cynical as they come for this stuff. Uh, but I, uh, like, there is a way that this game should go. And put an asterisk by should, you know, in big letters, the way it should go. I mean, the Titans defense should eat in the, in this game. There's there's no doubt about that. And I you Fulton is coming back, is he? Is he not? Well, he's my... not. He's uh he yeah because uh, somebody commented about that to uh, Heather saying uh, having Fulton back really helps the defense. Well, Fulton has been designated to return uh, from IR, which means he's practicing, okay. but he has not been yet activated to the roster. So we can't assume that Christian Fulton is going to play uh, on Sunday against the Saints but he's one step closer to playing than he was on Tuesday. 
Well, but to to me, you know, the, the underlying thing, the defense should have a day in this game. But to me, this is this is where Ten, Ten Hill's got to show his worth. That that's what I think. If if Julio is tweaked, and you only have AJ, they can hone in on AJ. You don't have Henry to to back you up and and be so effective for things like play action and stuff like that. I think that this is where he just really has to step up. And and it's kind of been a mixed bag as far as games like that go with Tannehill. It's like he'll he'll have these magical days where he looks like, you know, the best NFL or uh, best QB in the NFL. And he just has these days like, I mean, that, that Rams game he didn't play great. He, he didn't have an amazing day. And so if he can step up, be the guy we need him to be, it's right there for the Titans. They just got to go out and go out and do it. I, and yeah. uh, so hope, hopefully, hopefully he can. I think he can. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a six. If I didn't think we were going to win, I'd be like a four or three or a four. So just go out and do it. That's what I want to see. Well, and the Titans offense only had, they had under 200 yards of offense. Now yeah. they had Ooh. one of their possessions was three yards and a touchdown on one play. So that hurts your total yards uh, from a game standpoint. And then they got, they lost the possession because of a pick six. So again, like, the, the yards were not great, They and, and A.J. had drops, and Bobby, I'm with you, A.J. Brown's got stopped dropping passes. Uh, so can A.J. have a bounce-back day after an under-par day uh, with or sub-par day uh, in L.A. against Jalen Ramsey? So I think there's a lot of things going for Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown. I want to see that bounce-back, and I think you're right. We, we still ha- don't know what to expect on a week-to-week basis of this offense without Derrick Henry. Is it going to be Adrian Peterson touching the ball the most? Or is it going to be Foreman in his New Jersey number? Can McNichols be reliable as well? So there's a lot of stuff that we all still have to figure out of what this Titans offense wants to do without Derrick Henry that we're going to have to figure out. And one guy who might not be there is Julio Jones. And look, he's he was limited yesterday with a hamstring injury. Uh, and so I've got video that Teron Davenport took, our guy TD over at ESPN, took some video of, of uh, Julio at practice. I'm going to play that video, and we're going to ask you an important question about Julio Jones and what the Titans should do with Julio Jones uh, tweaking his hamstring yet again. But real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. And RentersWarehouse.com, they're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Simply go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There are so many different ways that Renters Warehouse can help you out when it comes to creating extra cash flow for you and your family, uh, getting long-term wealth through equity, which helps you get retirement plan ready. Selling your house might be for you, but it's a one-time transaction. After that, it's gone. But if you rent your house out and let Renters Warehouse do all the work for you, you make money every month and you got that that bank rolling uh, for your retirement plan with the equity that you're building through owning property at RentersWarehouse.com. And after you go uh, get that sweet cash with Renters Warehouse, go over and download the BetMGM uh, app now with code ATOZ Sports. Uh, it's the king of sports book, BetMGM. I mean, who hasn't heard of, of MGM? Uh, and with code ATOZ Sports, you get a risk free bet up to $1,000 after your first deposit on BetMGM. That is BetMGM. Go download it right now. All right. Also, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling prompt support, call the Tennessee Redline at 1 800 889 9789. Okay, the Julio. 
the Julio video uh, that Teron Davenport took yesterday from practice. It was, it's been a long time since Julio was not on the injury report for the Titans, but he was not on it on Wednesday. And then this is the video that TD took yesterday at Thursday's practice inside the bubble here in Nashville. So if you can hear at the end, you heard what Julio said. Uh, he was not very happy with said route, and you can see a little pull-up at the end there. I will play it one more time again, courtesy of our guy, Teron Davenport, over at ESPN yesterday. So Julio, not happy with that. And then guess what? After practice, he popped up on the injury report as limited with a hamstring. So, Charlie, what should the Titans do with Julio Jones? I mean, do they do they play him Sunday against the Rams? Is it should they shut him down for a, like a three-week IR to get this thing right? Because the Titans have Saints, Texans, Patriots in their next three. So they have to be careful if they want to put him on IR. But at this point, at this point, it's like this hamstring's not going to get right unless they just let it get right. And if they wait too long, then it's going to be that much harder to come back and get in rhythm again before the playoffs. I would say at least for these two weeks, I I wouldn't play him three. Man, that game against the Patriots, it just feels like that's going to be game. so pivotal. That's going to be huge. Yep. Um. I mean, I want to say, yeah, just throw them, throw them on IR, let it get right. I, you know, at are we calling this a bust yet? Did it right? Well, like I, here's the thing: if you if you call Julio Jones in this trade a bust right now, you're setting yourself up to get absolutely embarrassed in January if he balls out in the playoffs. So I am not going to be somebody true. who calls it a bust. If Julio Jones in the AFC Championship game has 80 yards and a touchdown, then it's completely worth it <laughs> to, to yeah. get them to the you know. So I'm not I'm not saying it's a bust, and and so you can go there if you want to, Charlie. They they were already just treating him like an old man, and they should. I mean, relative to the NFL, I mean he is. Let's be honest there. Um, ju- <laughs> Justin. Justin, he, we got a doc in the, he says, physician yeah. here. Oops, do uh, do it now. Let it heal. Been uh, letting it get to only 85, 90% and playing. Rest more and give it a chance to get 100% for the playoffs. I mean, I think I agree because that's that's where you're making all, all your money. That's the, the entire season comes down to this postseason. I mean, you're, you're pretty much locked in at this point with the postseason. If you can beat the Texans, if you can beat the Jags. And, you know, surely if, if they can't do that, then why is Rabel even here? And so I, I would say sit him at least for these two weeks, I would say it's understandable if they do three. Um, but I mean, come on, you just, with the situation with Derrick Henry, we've got to have him. We got to have him ASAP. Um, but I, I just, my goal would be to make sure he's right by playoffs. I I'm with you there. I, I think it has 
can you say that it's been a bust up to this point, but it's a recoverable bust? Is that like I'm I'm sitting yeah, on the fence I mean, a little you, bit with that, but I think that's the if case. If you tweet that, you're going to get smoked because the the, <laughs> the people on Twitter will not understand the context that you're putting it in. But <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Up until this point, it has been a tremendous letdown uh, because he has yet to score a touchdown. Now he had one robbed from him in Seattle, but that's the Seattle game. Look, in the second half against the Rams, he helped out uh, with some nice catches to help the Titans move the chains and, and really get down and score some points in the second half to put the game away. But, you know, he has been a, a letdown from what we thought Julio might be. I I just think that right now, yeah, you do really need him, but you're just – I think somebody said it in the comments, but I, I don't – I'd have to go back and find it. Somebody said you're playing with house money this week, and I think that's the way that you got to look at it. You have this full-game lead in the AFC – and it just let that let that be what it is. See if you can win this game without him. I mean, you do have AJ. Clearly, you cannot lose both of them because the last time you did that, you lost to the freaking Jets, even with Derrick Henry on the team. Right. Um, so you you know you at least have another playmaker. Maybe AP gets uh, AP AD. What are we calling him? Uh, um, I don't know. I, it's interchangeable <laughs> for me. <laughs> but maybe he he shakes off some of the rust, has a better game, and and you can just go from there. But definitely this week, just get get right, get this man right. Here's what I would do. And so r- real quick, somebody uh, asked Chad asked uh, uh, just enter the chat. What are we talking about? We're talking about Julio Jones back on the injury report with another hamstring injury, <clears throat> and he was limited yesterday with a hamstring after not being on the injury report at all on Wednesday. And our, our guy, Tron Davenport at ESPN, took this video from practice yesterday. Uh, so I'll play it one more time because it's quick. Oh! <laughs> that, that just makes you laugh every time. So I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> laughing because Julio got hurt. I'm just laughing because the blatant F-bomb that he just dropped at the end. And if you go to a Titans practice... Uh, that's one of the more frequent words that you hear uh, yelled at the top of uh, the head coach's lungs. But anyway, so here's what I would do. It, and you have to monitor the Saints because if Alvin Kamara doesn't practice today, if Alvin Kamara is rule, I would, I, here's, if I'm the Titans, I would have Julio probably not practice today and list him as questionable. If Alvin Kamara does not practice today and is ruled out, don't play Julio. I would say don't even think about it. If you can wait to figure out what's going on with Kamara, then do it. Now, 90 minutes before the game, everybody has to have their inactives ready. And so you can't necessarily wait until that time. But, man, Alvin Kamara is everything for the Saints offense. Everything. Like, Marquez Callaway is a nice story. Uh, there are other wide receivers like Harris and I don't even remember the other guy's name. Like they're nothing like it's, they're just guys out there catching passes from Trevor Simeon. Don't worry about it. But Alvin Kamara is the entire game for the new Orleans saints. If he's out, let Julio chill, but don't put, I don't think you put Julio on IR right now just because that's, that's getting dangerous. Cause that, that, that Patriots game in three weeks, I think is massive because right win. now the Patriots are only two games back of the Titans. And they only have one AFC loss. AFC losses are important, especially in games that the Titans uh, don't play the opponent. 
And, you know, the Patriots have the Browns at home this weekend. They could win that game. Uh, then they turn around and have the Falcons on Thursday night football. They can win that game. So if the Patriots are sitting there at, at seven and four for that week and the Titans drop one, then now you're kind of, you're in that area where the Patriots are, are starting to threaten you a little bit. It's true. I I'm, I'm in complete agreement there. Uh, you just, you need him so badly. So don't, I don't know what you would call it. Don't, don't, make sure that he's out all the way through the Patriots game. Don't put him on IR the point being there. Um, and so I, I'm all for that. My question for right now is also, yeah. um, what is the status of like Luan and that whole deal? Cause that's, so, that's huge in this game too, to me, especially if you're having to rely so heavily on Tannehill, where you're kind of saying, this is the game where Tannehill has to carry us. I mean, you've got just, Oh, that that situation. You know, there there have been moments where I looked and I went, this team might be better with Lawan out, but that was not the case against yeah, the Rams, they man. Yeah, they are 2-0 without Lawan this year. Um, you know, so they definitely need Lawan in there. But he so what Lawan said, uh, I guess it was either uh Wednesday or Thursday after pra- before practice, is that um on the turf in Indianapolis made his knee sore for the following week. And so that they Friday before the Rams game, he did not practice. So I'm, here's my guess is that Lawan didn't practice on Friday because his knee was sore from the turf in Indianapolis. Then he gets on a plane, flies to LA, which might take four or five hours, which makes it even more stiff. Uh, you knew Kendall Lamb was going to be out. And so, you kind of had to have Lawan dress for emergency purposes and go through warmups and see what he can handle. But the weird thing about it is, and I talked about this Monday, I think it was, is that Mike Keith was caught off guard by that too on Sunday night. Like if you go back and you listen to the Titans radio call, when the Titans offense on the field, Mike Keith's like, Bobby Hart's at left tackle? Like what? (laughs) So he was like, Mike Keith, Mike Keith doesn't get surprised by many things, but he was surprised that Bobby Hart, was out there at left tackle. So, you know, I'm with Rich, and a lot of you guys are saying this. You need Kendall Lamb if Lawan can't go. You cannot yeah. rely on the great Bobby Hart. Like, that gummit, Bobby, like, you can't – you cannot have Bobby yeah. Hart out there. No offense to Bobby, but, man, he was getting eaten alive out there. Uh, you just – you can't have that happen again. So, i confident that the Titans can handle this. They've certainly done more impressive things than – beating the saints without Julio Jones and Derrick Henry. So, you know, let's, let's just go do it. Right. So we're, we're both, we both expect the Titans to win. I'll I, say yeah. this. I'll say this. I've already at bet MGM taken Titans minus three. So I don't, I don't, even though I am the person doing that ad read, I don't really do sports betting. Um, yeah. Hey, losing money for no reason. But this is very fun though. Losing you are, money it losing, is losing money this way is very fun. Just think of it as like going out to eat. Well, and, and I, I say that and I'm well, also I'm like a, it's basically I'm like, like a, paying for a movie. Well, I'm like a cryptocurrency guy, which is probably like even more, way more risky than sports <laughs> bet. So, like, you know, who am I? What am I even saying? But uh you're if mean if you're that confident, I you know, I, I'm almost Im- impressed because it just, I don't know, it just feels like a setup a little bit, right? I'm like, yeah, this is the opportunity to jump on the AFC and 
this, you know, we're going to have a 65% chance for a buy if we win this game. And it just feels like I'm going to get my hopes up and then it's, they're just going to kick me right in the nuts. I don't know. That's, it's been the Titan way in the past. So Derek, Derek says, Austin, we talked about this. You were supposed to pick against the Titans. The Titans win when I pick against them. So I have picked against the Titans the last four weeks. I, I picked them to lose to the Bills, lose to the Chiefs, lose to the Colts, and lose to the Rams. So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of messing around with my own streak here. This uh, loss is on be, you then. That's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, it would be way more <laughs> beneficial for A to Z Sports, the business that I own, for the Titans to win this game. <laughs> so I, I do know that. Or actually, you know, it might be beneficial for them to lose this game. I, I could take it any, any way when it comes to the business that I run. But again, I, I do think the Titans minus three, they should win by by a field goal plus. So at worst, I'm going to uh, push is how, kind of how I feel about it. <laughs> Just looking at all these comments, man, this, this is definitely a thing. Yeah, Brock says, come on, switch that pick. Uh, Vegas basically has us pick them with us minus three. At home, man, you the the people are gonna lay this this loss at your feet if the Titans come up short. Uh, That's okay. That's okay. I can take it. I'm a big boy. I mean, I can I can <laughs> handle that. If it, if the Titans lose the Saints and it's my fault, I'm not worried about it. Uh, one and one bit. And Dalton says Alvin Kamara didn't practice uh, this week, and and he has a obviously it's eight eight forty. Uh, so the the Saints haven't practiced yet today. But I do feel like uh, Alvin Kamara being out would move that line probably by a point and a point and a half. And I would not be as comfortable with Titans minus four or more. So that's why I jumped on it because it's three. I think it's like, I think it's like a, uh, like 50% of NFL games are by three points or less. And so I'm, I'm going to take that Titans minus three and run with it. Uh, so yeah, Steven says, like the show, if it's Austin's fault, they lose. Yeah. Like the show, give it a like and subscribe on YouTube. That's how you can help us out uh, right there. All right. Charlie Burris is in for Zach today here live on the show. Uh, we are going to switch gears a bit, uh, because Charlie and Jonathan Crompton host our balls halftime and post game show, uh, on Saturday and the Vols host number one, Georgia. So the Titans are the number one team in the AFC. The Vols are hosting the number one team in the country. And so the question we want to ask here before we wrap up the show with Ain't That Good News is how many points do the Vols need to score entering the third quarter, entering the fourth quarter to threaten Georgia? How many points do the Vols need to score entering the the fourth quarter to threaten Georgia? So I'm curious to see what you guys think about this. I'm curious about uh, Charlie's answer. Because Georgia has been so damn good in every aspect of defense this year. So real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. If you get hurt in life, which is bound to happen at some point, unfortunately, know who you should trust. And that's the folks at the Bone & Joint Institute. They have over a dozen doctors at their facility, which means they can specialize in any joint injury you could possibly have. They've got you covered right there at boneandjointtn.org. Make sure that you go and download the BetMGM app, the king of sportsbooks. We got a promo code, A-T-O-Z, sports. And when you sign up, 
Uh, after your first deposit, your first bet is risk-free up to $1,000. $1,000 risk-free. Uh, that's code ATOZ Sports for risk-free bet up to $1,000 after your first deposit on BetMGM. Go download it. All right, we are here to, to wrap up this conversation. How many points does Tennessee need to score <clears throat> entering the fourth quarter against Georgia to make it a game? Because, Charlie, I, I'm thinking – Georgia's the best team they will play all season because they're the best team in the country. So the only thing you can kind of compare this to is the Alabama game in Tuscaloosa a few weeks ago. And Tennessee had that as a seven-point game with like a minute and a half, two minutes gone in the fourth quarter. And then Alabama just ran away from them and won by 28 points, which was crazy of how that game just spiraled for Tennessee. So how do you feel about this? How many points does Tennessee have to score to make it a game in the fourth quarter. I I think you have to have probably 24 entering the fourth quarter, which I mean, for anybody that has not been following Georgia this season, I don't know who wouldn't be if you watch college football at all. But I mean, the most points that they've allowed in a game period, they've allowed 13 points twice. And so 24 points going into the fourth quarter would just be otherworldly. And, and I just... You know, I, I do, I am certainly a believer that Tennessee will score more points than anyone has against Georgia this season. It's just the nature of their their offense. It's not necessarily that I think Tennessee is going to like big boy Georgia's defense or something. I mean, it's the right probably, pr- you know, looking at it, I think this is the best college football defense I have seen in my lifetime. And I, and I, in no way do I feel like that's hyperbolic. I mean, they are just otherworldly, uh, at least so far. They haven't faced like the stiffest competition on planet Earth, um, but I, you know they play an SEC schedule and they are just smashing people. They, they just they grind you down into a pace. It's crazy. They and break your spirit. And and so uh, I do think Tennessee will score more points than anybody has against Georgia, but that's fourteen points. I mean, it's two touchdowns. <laughs> and so uh, I I'll go twenty four to be in it because I just think uh, Georgia. If Tennessee scores 24 points, Tennessee will have, to a certain extent, played their game and yeah. actually imposed that on Georgia some. And in that case, you know, Georgia is this sort of antiquated, like an actual quarterback that drops back into the pocket and passes the ball, which nobody does in college football. Um, and so I, I think they're like Georgia will eat up the clock inherently kind of how Kentucky did mm-hmm. and then Tennessee having score points that's just going to keep you in the game so I I would say if Tennessee has 24 going to the fourth Georgia probably has 27 31 34 something like that um and and so I think you're you're right there it's such a quick strike offense where it's like in two minutes you can have 14 points quickly right. they did suddenly, that. how many times did the Vols how many scoring possessions did they have under a minute against Kentucky I think it was four yeah scoring I mean, drives. It, it's it's great just how the, the efficiency I, I even saw I saw an interview with Hypel after the game where he I think it was just the hype his show that he does with Kessling uh, and yeah. he said like I don't think that I've ever had a game even me where I've had a, a score that quickly. So even that Kentucky game on top of what Hypel normally does was kind of otherworldly, but that, uh, you know, they can, they can just score so quickly, 28 points in the first, in the first quarter against Missouri and against South Carolina. Like you can just pile it on with that offense, but I, I don't think you're going to do that with Georgia. And I just, 
my real question is like, if you have to score 24 points going into the fourth quarter, is that even realistic, man? I, uh, well, here's the, all right, so I found it. So how many, how many scoring drives did Tennessee have under a minute against Kentucky? <laughs> uh, one play, 75 yards, 11 seconds. So there's one. Three plays, 75 yards, 26 seconds. There's two. <laughs> that was the first two drives. So that, yeah. This is the most, this is the most <laughs> impressive one. Four plays, 35 yards, field goal, 16 seconds. That thing was insane. Right before yeah, the end of the first like, half, I've never, like, yeah. there's no way. Like, how do you run, f- you get three, three pass plays for 35 yards in less than 16 seconds and set up a field goal without taking there's, a timeout? Yes, without taking a timeout. It's just rid- <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous. So, there's three in the first half last week. Three plays, 49 yards, 45 seconds, ended in a Jabari small 37 yard run. And then three plays, 47 yards, and 44 seconds. Cedric Tillman, six-yard pass from Hooker. Five scoring drives in under a minute against Kentucky. And then another touchdown was scoring a pick six. So, like, that just shows you how quickly it happened for Tennessee. And so, I think they're going to score on Georgia. I I think your 24 points is probably right. Now, can they do it? I think this – I think they can. I think they can score 24 points on George in the first three quarters. I think they can do it. I I think they can. What it will take, and I, the setup for the game is advantageous in Tennessee's direction. You can certainly say 330 game, but it's in Neyland. Yep. I think the, the last thing that I saw, Tennessee had sold up. They're sold up to maybe three thousand remaining yep. tickets, so it's going to yep. be three k short of a sellout. Right? Going to be nearly packed. Um, I, you know, I think there and those three K it's just people thinking like, okay, Tennessee's going to get stopped, you know, and which could very well happen. <laughs> and, uh, and so it's going to be a raucous environment, big national game. I mean, and Tennessee's just playing with house money that you just, you just got to go out there and throw the kitchen sink at these guys. And what's funny with, with Heupel's offense is that it seems like he doesn't have a throw everything in the kitchen sink mode. Like he doesn't. There's no, you know, like the Titans sometimes they'll pull pull out of their butt like a pass to an offensive lineman. Derrick Henry will do a jump pass into the end zone. Like Heupel doesn't do that stuff. Fake punts. Yeah. Yeah. Heupel hasn't. Now it, here's here's what here's what Tennessee's been able to do in a few times this season is block punt against Pitt. To yeah. Change that. Block punt against Alabama, and then the craziness against Ole Miss. Now all three of these games are losses, right? But a crazy thing against Ole Miss where it should have been the Tyler Barron fumble return for a touchdown early on, but we don't want to get down that rabbit hole again because that can only get messy. But so Tennessee's had crazy momentum plays, not offensively in a lot of games this year, but they've lost all three of those games. So it's going to have to take – I think something like that has to to happen uh, early in the game for Tennessee to kind of get jump started. Now, I, I heard Brent Doherty on the zone say this yesterday. And I thought it was really, really good. Georgia's offense is not the cobra snake bite, where it's one bite and you're dead. It's not that. It is the python that surrounds you and slowly squeezes you to death. And it takes a while, but it's a terrible way to die. (laughs) I would rather get bit by a cobra than suffocated by a python over three hours of a Georgia offense. So, but what that does is Georgia's offense, if you can just stop the big play from happening like Missouri couldn't last week, then you keep yourself in the game. 
as long as you just make Georgia play field position where they want to punt and get a short field to then go score, that that's how it works because then Tennessee has more opportunities for a big, quick strike to kind of shock everybody. Yeah, th- this Georgia team, that's a great analogy. This, this Georgia team is really a throwback to like 2008 to 2012, like Saban teams. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you listen to the Solid Verbal, it's just college football podcast. They always called those Saban teams crockpots because <laughs> it's just slow, slow, slow. But then three hours in, you're totally cooked. I mean, they they yeah. just they grind you down. Uh, and yeah, that, that Python, it's it's a great uh, great analogy. Um, Who's the best team Georgia's played? Probably because they've like got look, Auburn. I'll just kind of go through it. You know, they they played Clemson. They beat Clemson ten three. Clemson sucks. We yeah, now stink. we know that. At the time, we we're like whoa. But uh, South Carolina easy. Vandy's terrible. Arkansas was a top eight team at the time. They beat them thirty seven nothing. Auburn they beat thirty four ten. Was an eighteen ranked team. They you know they don't even they just kind of toy with Kentucky thirty to thirteen. Then it's been Florida, who is just, you know, unraveled. And then Missouri, who is terrible. Uh, yeah, that that's the thing that a lot of people have been bringing up is like, Georgia has not played a good football team this year, re- realistically speaking. Like, they they haven't had to play any super stiff competition. Alabama will in the championship game will undoubtedly be the best team that they play. And I, I don't know how that will go, but I'm very interested yeah, because see. Georgia has after this Tennessee game, Georgia Georgia has Charleston Southern and Georgia Tech. Boy, come on! Yeah, I mean it, they. Uh, I I would say about this Georgia team, like if they do, uh, blow this against Tennessee, which Kirby has certainly done in the past, losing to South Carolina was that two years yeah. ago? Uh, last, last year? year? Yeah, I think it was last year. Because um, Mush, Muschamp beat Georgia and got fired. Um, you know. No, it was it, the year before. It was year before, okay. But either way, you know, he, he has a history of doing The man lost to Butch Jones. That's the thing that doesn't wear off, let's be honest there. Uh, you know. Wait, that was, he, that was, that was, was that three? Hold on. That was oh, his I very first here. season. I skipped Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he he, they, they lost to South Carolina double overtime <laughs> two uh, well, years ago. <laughs> either way, like he's just had these, these games. I And I've always felt about Kirby like he is not the world's best in-game coach uh right. he has always just had and he certainly has this season this transcendent talent I think he has finally constructed a team that is so talented that they they do away with any of his faults because you know they're just so comprehensively good but you know if there was ever a game that it was going to happen this season, this is it. I think it feels a little trappy, but I mean, if that happens, like who this is it for Kirby, I think he has to be feeling that pressure. Does he not? You would think. And, and this is a game where that pressure it's applied so differently from every other team they've played because, you know, I was thinking, cause uh, I think it was Jeff uh, Rubel, uh, commented here saying uh, that if Tennessee is the best team you've played all season, then that's a terrible schedule. And I was looking, I was like, yeah, I mean, you could argue that Auburn six and three, uh, which is just one win better than Tennessee. And is probably a non-conference game, right? Cause they both have three wins in the sec. 
So like Auburn is a first year coach, right? So Georgia and Mark Stoops and Kentucky are just not that level to compete. And Joshua, I agree. The SEC East is down a lot just because of how quickly Florida has fallen apart, which I don't think anybody really expected. Um, But I do think the pressure can be applied here, Charlie. I'm with you. Like, this is it. This is the most pressure that Kirby Smart's going to be under until the SEC title game against Alabama or whoever. Um, And this, this offense is just different. Everybody's talking about it. The offense is different. Even even Alabama and Nick Saban struggle with the tempo. And like Tennessee scored those big touchdowns early against Alabama because of the tempo. I have never seen anything like it. And in, in an SEC setting, it's better than I ever thought it could be. It's also probably riskier than I thought it ever could be. Like it just is such a roller coaster to watch. Uh so I yeah, the, my overall take on this game is Tennessee will probably score more points than anybody has against Georgia purely by the nature of the game that they play. What would set this apart is Kirby crumbling, his team mistakes, lots of penalties. They turn the ball over. They whatever uh it, whatever it might be, it has to to a certain extent the mistakes have to come from Georgia and Tennessee can't make any mistakes. No. I mean, it has to be flawless football uh, or else you're not going to even be in the competition in this game. Cause you just think about the, the nature of what Heifel does, how quickly things can just snowball out of control. It happened in, in that fourth quarter against Alabama. It's like you blinked and they were down by, you know, 20 points. And so this, it has to be flawless football. I think Hinton hookers playing his best ball all year, which is amazing. The kid does not generally speaking, uh, doesn't really make many mistakes. Um, the offensive line, you have everybody that you need is generally healthy right now, you know, mm-hmm. knock on the closest wood. Uh, and so it sets up as good as it could for Tennessee. I, but I what does thing, that even mean? Yeah, here, here's how I, I don't think Tennessee can be in this game if Tyon Evans can't stay healthy. I think Tyon Evans yeah. is is way better than Jabari Small. And I like Jabari Small, but Tyon Evans is just different. And you saw the lack of run game that they had. They just didn't run the ball that often against Kentucky. Now they they didn't have the ball for very long because they kept scoring points, which is weird. But but you know, I think that the run game's got to be better. And Tyon Evans is for is the way that it is better. And as Zach Reagan brings up, Jabari Small is also hurt because that's yeah. why you saw Jalen Wright in there late in that Kentucky game. So that, that does concern me because everything else seems like it's healthy. Yeah. And I would say I almost, from what we saw, it could have been an illusion because it was late in the game and everybody was tired, but I like the way that Jalen Wright runs more than I like small. His pass blocking was pretty bad. <laughs> Here's what I don't like. I, Marcus Pierce is a walk on and look, that guy, good for you <laughs> for getting that reps, but that guy might pee his pants um, because he was, like there was a there was a game when he was relied on. I think it was the Ole Miss game, and I don't know if you picked up on this too. He got a couple carries there late in that Ole Miss game when Tennessee had a chance to go uh, win earlier in the fourth quarter, and he just like froze. Like Marcus Pierce, who's a walk on running back, just kind of freaked out and didn't run with any type of strength or 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 momentum or anything. He just kind of freaked out, and that was Ole Miss's defense. This is different. This is Georgia. Totally, totally different. Um, I mean, just what scares me is like if Georgia can just come out and 
you you essentially just get no push on the offensive line, which feels like a possibility. I I think that'll be happening by the end of the game, almost no matter what. Just your lack of depth. That's just what's going to happen. But if if they come out and they're just living in Tennessee's backfield, it's gonna be a long day. It's gonna be a really long day. And I I hope hope that doesn't happen. This this is a good point right here. Where yeah. is D Beckwith? Where is Lynette Whitehead? Where going back to talk about the the running backs? Um, I did. I think they said Whitehead is. Let's see. Yeah, Zach. Zach just said, "What's it say about Beckwith that he's below a walk on a Whitehead too?" What does it say? I I don't know what I don't know because Lenith Whitehead was getting some run. He was for a couple games, and then something happened, and we haven't seen him for a while. So I don't know what's going on. So what? Uh, you gave your prediction on the Big Orange podcast earlier this week, didn't you? I did. Um, I. Do you remember the numbers? I said that you should go listen to the show and to find out what I said. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Promotion. <laughs> I agree. Uh, because anyway, I'll, I'll brag on you guys. Uh, you and Zach Reagan have done a great job of that podcast. The numbers are just, you know, flying up the charts and it's been really fun to, to listen to and, and really watch it grow. So excited about that. So with that said, yeah, go listen to Charlie's podcast, the big orange podcast that came out Monday on the A to Z sports podcast network. So you can go check that out for his prediction. Uh, and then you'll see him at halftime and post game show with Jonathan Crompton, uh, who is currently on the golf course right now, uh, by the way. Uh, so good job for, for Crompton to get out there on the, on the be links nice. before the season ends. So, uh, all right, so let's get to good news. Ain't that good news. We do this every Friday to wrap up our week. So Charlie, go have good news. I've got good news. And my good news is actually a little gift to Charlie uh, this morning. And so we want your good news too. But real quick, let me tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your car buying process by going to wilsoncountyhyundai.com or just heading out to Lebanon and see what they have to offer because they're not in the city of Nashville. They're out in Lebanon, which is good because they're not going to gouge you with those city prices that are really, really high right now because of the industry of the cars uh, and, and the lack of inventory overall. But Wilson County Hyundai can help you out. If they don't have the car in the lot that's right for you, they'll go find it. If they do have the car in the lot that's right for you, they'll show it to you. Make sure that you can get in it whatever whatever your financial situation is. So to go see Payne Bone and his team. You should trust them. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Everybody was roasting Zach about how he's betting on the Titans, and that means the Titans are going to lose. But here's what you can do. Download the BetMGM app, and then you can bet against the Titans to offset Austin's, uh, you know, uh, Austin's bet, so that the Titans can win. Uh, and, and what you need to do: go download the BetMGM app, the king of sports books. Atoz Sports is your promo code, and with your first deposit, uh, your first bet is risk-free up to one thousand dollars. Atoz Sports promo code for a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars. When you download that bet MGM app, uh, go there, do that because we got it. We got to offset Austin's bad juju. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I've picked the Titans to lose the last four weeks and they've won. I did pick them to beat the Jags uh, to start this five game win streak. So there you go. Uh, Louis says his his good news the sun is out and the Titans are number one seed. So he's got co good news. Uh, Jarrell says huge Auburn fans. The good news to see Cam Newton back in Carolina, which is kind of odd <laughs> how that happened. Uh, G-Man on base says, good news, I'm back in the USA after going to the Titans-Ran game in LA. <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny. Aaron says, good news, today is Disney Plus Day. I've been hearing a lot of announcements of things that are coming to Disney Plus. I actually got an ad about that, so I did see that. Uh, Dom says, good news, the Titans are playing meaningful games when it's cold outside. That's that's actually good news. 
Uh, Jeff says, good news. It's starting to finally feel like fall in Florida. Can open the windows finally. Good. Yeah, yeah. It feels nice outside here. A crisp, like, 45-degree morning in Nashville, which I like. I don't know about you. I like that. I am definitely a, a big fan uh, of the fall weather because it's just, man, doesn't it just feel like football when it's yeah. like that? But yeah. it is supposed to be tomorrow. I think the high is like 46 in oh, Knoxville. Yeah. So just shoot me in the face there. That's a little too cold. I, I'm not a fan of like actual cold. <laughs> All right. My good news, Charlie, is a little bit to you just to let you relive yeah. in this. Happy four year anniversary of Butch Jones getting fired from the University of Tennessee. <laughs> Happy four year anniversary, Vol fans. And let's just go back to John Curry's press conference of what he said and how serious this search was going to be for John Curry. This coaching search will be my sole focus, and I'll be in regular contact with Chancellor Davenport. I want to emphasize my commitment to hiring the best coach in Tennessee. And in light of what Tom said earlier, I encourage you to ask your questions today, as I do not plan to comment on the search publicly until we're prepared to introduce our new big Questions. man so good just what a crazy like month it was it was actually less than a month like bush got fired november 12th and they hired pruitt on december 7th it was less than a month but it was the craziest less than a month time i have ever had in my entire life that is still i i don't think we'll ever really see anything like that hopefully we never see anything like that again in tennessee uh, but like I was at that press conference, I was there. I asked one of the questions that he asked for there after he made that opening statement. Um, what'd that man, what'd you ask him? Do you remember? I don't, I'd have to go back and watch the press conference to, to see, but it was, you know, I just, that whole thing was such a, I don't want to say clown show, but it was just like, you just, the entire time you're like, is this really happening? Is what is <laughs> Am I in a like? Am I in a dream right now? Like or a nightmare? I the that whole it was so so crazy, but I love it because it is now hindsight twenty twenty one of my yeah. favorite things. It just is a, a comedy of errors. Um, and hey, I I will say th this isn't my good news, but to piggyback off of that, John Curry, you give him a hard time. He ruined that hire and it got fired and blah blah blah. We all know, but he did hire. Tony Vitello and Tony Vitello is the best coach at Tennessee. So that's good news. Tony Vitello is still our baseball coach. There's some good news for you this morning. <laughs> um, and this, this is what I was just going to say with Tennessee playing Georgia tomorrow on the horizon. I kind of said this on our podcast this week, but I, you know, I, I, as cynical as I can be, as everyone has seen on this show, but uh, I am actually truly grateful that this is the way that the season has turned out. Sure, we could have beat Pitt. We could have beat Ole Miss. That's fine. But the fact that Tennessee is on track to win seven games mm. in year one, and you just you had a top 20 win on the road, like, I, I am genuinely grateful, even if you go out tomorrow and you get stomped by Georgia, the fact that I watch this team and I go, good things are happening here. I feel confident about the future. I'm not having to grit and bear it like I did with Pruitt or just be constantly embarrassed like with Butch. You know, that's that's nice. And I'll say that. Let's let's go out there and 
maybe give Georgia a football game. <laughs> uh, my favorite comment from from listening to that John, uh, John Curry is Alex says within forty eight hours John Curry was on a beach in the Bahamas. Yes, That's, my sole focus is this search. Dude. After I go take the Bahamas trip with a basketball team because I want to go to the Bahamas. The fact that he's – I tweeted this this morning because Zach, <laughs> Zach posted that video. Zach Reagan posted yeah. that video on Twitter. I already <laughs> said this on Twitter, but the fact that he stood up there. He had Shiano like already lined up. Curry did at that point. Now, you know, we all know that now. That he was like, we're committed to making the best hire for Tennessee. And he had that already lined up and nobody around him. Not a single person went, hey, John, you really think that's the best? Is this the, the move? Greg Shiano? Like nobody said to this guy, like, is this not Peyton Manning? Clearly Peyton Manning kind of got roasted for that after the fact where they were like, Peyton was on board with this. What are we doing? I don't uh, think Peyton Manning makes that, great man. decisions. <laughs> I think outside of, outside of uh, Papa John's in Colorado, that makes a lot of sense. You know, follow the marijuana and buy pizza places. That that that's great decision. Peyton Manning doesn't make good decisions because he's got Adam Gase on his record. He's he was okay with Greg Schiano, and you know, and he's also going to be at the game tomorrow. And that's I don't know how I feel about that. Mm, yeah, that I've I have said everybody feels like Tennessee always loses when Peyton comes to the game because he just comes to the big games. And Tennessee loses them all. <laughs> we we haven't beat Alabama. We haven't beat Georgia. And those are all the games that he always comes to. Although someone brought it to my attention uh, in the last couple of days. He was at the Georgia State game. And so maybe it is an actual curse. And he needs to be banished from campus. I don't know. Hey, uh, just got some Tennessee Vols breaking news. Oh, yeah? Or it's new to VolQuest. Austin Price just tweeted this. Duke to construction at Neyland Stadium uh, after the Vanderbilt game. The orange and white game is likely headed for a road show next spring. Tennessee exploring options that include Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Ah, that would be, I mean, that would genuinely be fun. Um, what they should do is just have it in Vanderbilt's stadium. Um, it's obvious, as I like to call it, Neyland West. You couldn't fit, like, like Tennessee <laughs> would overflow that stadium for a spring game. Yeah, they would. I mean, what is it? Four, 30, 39 40 yeah 40ish yeah i mean for generally generally speaking more people than that come to the spring game so yeah uh hey i'm for that that's that would but be nissan fun. stadium that i mean that could be cool it's a you're in nashville you're touching a, a big part of your fan base uh and uh recruiting right so you get to mm -hmm. see you have your your guys maybe easier to get mid-state recruits to come to that on like unofficial visit <clears throat> so uh yeah that could be pretty cool but that was that was just a little, uh, you know, side note there as that just got tweeted out by Austin Price uh, of VolQuest a couple minutes ago. So now, now we can get on Charlie. What is your good news to wrap up this Friday? Well, that so uh, what I what I said where I'm just I'm grateful oh. for, oh, so for okay. yeah you. for Tennessee football. I guess I didn't I didn't frame it necessarily in the like this is my good news, but it is it is good news that just take take a second to think like where did you think we would be during this football season with, uh, with what happened uh, during the off season with Pruitt and all this garbage. And I'm grateful for it. Yeah. I, uh, I, my, my season preseason prediction was the Vols were going to win three of the four games of Missouri, South Carolina, <clears throat> Kentucky and Vandy. Now, I thought they'd win three of those four. Now, right now they they're three for three. <clears throat> well, they still got to beat Vandy. Yeah. Know, they, they better not lose. They better win four or four. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. If they lose to Vandy, then, uh, we'll be singing a different tune heading into the holidays.
Ugh. Don't do yeah. that. Well, let's, yeah. not, let's not talk about that. All right, Charlie, <laughs> thanks a bunch for hopping in here on this Friday morning. Appreciate it a lot. Uh, don't forget, check out Charlie Burris and Jonathan Crompton at halftime and the post-game show of the Tennessee-Georgia game right here where you're watching on the A to Z Sports YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You know, fingers crossed, maybe Twitter comes back by tomorrow. I doubt it because Twitter support sucks. I feel like if I say that enough, we're going to get, like, banned from Twitter. But anyway, we'll see what happens. But, Charlie, thanks a bunch for hopping on here. appreciate it. Absolutely, man. All right, everybody, have a great uh, start to your weekend. You'll see Charlie tomorrow. You'll see me on Sunday for Titan Saints. See you guys later on. Thanks.